0: She's just my sister. Podcast. Okay. <laughs> or is it just me? No. I'm gonna pee. Did you get that? I don't know. <laughs> oh All right, here we go. Ready? Welcome to She's Just My Sister podcast. I am your host, Kim. Kaylee is not joining us again. I am here for my part two of the bomb that was dropped on me when I was about 24 years old, 23, 24 years old, uh, and why life changed as I knew it. So uh, let's dive right in. So at this point, last time I met my high school sweetheart when I was 16, we had two kids, uh, we just got married and I was packing everything up to move to Arizona. And when I say packing everything up, it was Kaylee and I literally with a dolly, a wagon, and playing Tetris, trying to go from a third, no, second floor apartment down to the basement, to move it to the, tr- it was, it was obnoxious. And I don't know why we didn't ask for more help, but. Excuse my dogs. That was so rude. <laughs> so I don't know why we didn't ask for more help, but we didn't. So um that night Josh flew back and um he was, I was just always so excited to see him. And he just, he never like, gave anything so as par for the course I guess so uh, he we had like a great night I missed him all that we had our family the next day come to a restaurant and we danced and we partied and um, the next morning we packed everything up Uh, he started driving and I took the kids Landon and Parker on a plane said our goodbyes and flew to Arizona So when we get to Arizona, this is where I'd like to back up a little bit. So as we were planning to move to Arizona, my cousin actually graduated and wanted to go to school down there and her grandma and grandpa lived down there. So she was living with her grandma and grandpa and the night before he came back, had a huge fight and her grandma actually kicked her out and she called me bawling and I told her, um, don't worry, let me call Josh. Let's see if he can come get you and, you know, you got, you can live with us and we can all live together. Um, her boyfriend was moving down there, so I didn't want her to have to live in this turmoil. She was an only child, so as our cousin, Kaylee and I kind of took her under our wing and was very much, like, sister-like to her. So she mo- she came and stayed over all the time. We had Domino's nights, we had pizza nights, uh, yeah, movie nights, all this stuff, uh, spent a lot of time together. Um, and just when she had, like, really rough times or rough situations, I just opened my door and everything to her. So uh, it was not very out of the ordinary for her to call me because she called me multiple times in situations like this. So I called Josh and I really, I asked him to drive and go pick her up and make sure she was okay. And so he did. Um, so when we landed, he was working and he, well, no, he wasn't working. What am I thinking? He was working all the time, but that time he was not working. Um At that time he was driving still down and um jenna my cousin was staying at our house so she came to the airport to pick us all up and i was so excited to be in arizona and actually have family there that i was like not alone and i could actually do this transition with so she picked us up and we went back and by that time um josh all met us there so We planned it so, like, he would be coming in as we were coming in. So however that plans out when we left uh, Minnesota, Um, we're unpacking and stuff. And she tells me that her and her boyfriend are breaking up and she doesn't want to stay in Arizona anymore. Um, I was so sad because I just knew I was going to be alone. So it really sucked that um, she was leaving. And so she had a flight the next day and um helped me unpack a little and then gave her a hug and said bye. Um so we life continued as normal and I kind of just started making myself at home. It was cool. We had a pool, so the boys and I swam a lot and it was just a different way of life there. It's beautiful. The the mountains that you're surrounded in the valley with are gorgeous and when it's not too, too hot, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to be outside. It's beautiful to go to parks. Uh, we did so much there and I just, I was enjoying every minute of it. So I think that was for the first time in my life, I sat like on our couch in the front living room of that new house with our family together. And I think we were all playing like Peggle, which is like a video game that does not matter but I like the details so we were playing that and um I just was content and I was happy and I was like I think this is where I'm supposed to be like I released everything and was like I'm just so grateful for this moment and that moment lasted about 10 seconds because Um, my cousin Jenna texted me and said, why are you talking about being behind my back? And I did not know what she said. I said, question mark, question mark, question mark. And at that time, her boyfriend, um, Derek, was staying with us still because he was planning on living there, but he was moving out at that point, but still there. And him and I had a conversation and he was talking about wanting to have her back. And I said, you just have to figure out how much crazy you can deal with because the women in our family are crazy. And I said it in a lighthearted way. I said it in not a malicious way at all. I loved her. like I love her like as my cousin, as a sister. So I'm not literally putting her down. I call myself psycho all the time. I have so many personalities It's hard to know which one I'm waking up with. So I was just saying like every woman in our family is a little crazy in like a fun, we're out by the pool drinking way. And he took that and ran and said, even your cousin thinks you're crazy. She said it herself. So that was where she was coming from. When she asked me that, and I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't think that. And she said, that's not what he said. So this is all like this drama going on where I'm like, what in the hell is happening? And she said, if you think I'm so crazy and a piece of shit, why don't you ask your husband what happened when it was just me and him in Arizona before he flew back for your celebration? And my heart dropped. Literally stomach to butt. What the hell? i don't know if you know the feeling of adrenaline pumping through your body but adrenaline was literally pumping through my body my hands started shaking and i'm like what in the actual fuck what the hell so i'm sitting here staring at the phone asking her what do you mean no answer you're not gonna answer me you're just gonna say that and not answer me text after text after text she wouldn't answer me she went silent So I did the only thing I had left to do, and that was look up at Josh and say, what happened between you and Jenna when it was just you in Arizona? And the look that he gave me was enough to tell me everything. My cousin and my not even, I think, month married husband, my cousin who was a sister to me, my husband, who I was with at that time for seven, eight years, two kids, loyal, drank and ended up hooking up in our new house um, in Arizona. And... I wanted every detail of it, which now looking back, no, I don't because uh, there's so many pictures. I cannot get out of my mind, but I literally stood up because the kids were in the living room and I walked slowly to my bedroom. And when I got in my bedroom, I tore every picture of us off the wall and I broke it. And I said, I want a divorce. I don't want to be here. I want a divorce. I don't want to be here. And like I said before, josh with his no we're gonna work this out no you don't telling me what i want um and basically making me feel like i had nothing without him convinced me to stay and said he would change and said he was so sorry and he would make it up to me and so i believed him so i did um I never said that I knew this because this part of my story was such a roller coaster. But the day before um, I found all this out and I got that text, um, I took a test and found out that I was pregnant. So going through all that and then I'm pregnant, and then I find this out, Um, I just was at a crossroads of not knowing what to do because I literally am pregnant, and now what? So I said, you know, I'm sure this happens to a lot of people. Maybe we can make this work. Um, And I think that was one thing that made me stay longer is because I had to deal with it sober, and I think that if I was able to drink um, and actually, like, really feel those emotions, like, without holding it all together, I probably would have left that day, Um, and that's what I probably should have done, alcohol or not, because I deserve better, my kids deserve better, and those are two people that are supposed to love you and care about you and have your back Those are family. And if you can't trust family, then who the fuck can you can, who can you trust? You can't trust your own blood and then you can't trust your husband. At that point, I didn't even know what to do. So I was so tumultuous. I don't even know how to explain the ups and downs I had. So I literally, you know, wrote out my pregnancy came back for Christmas, stayed a while. Um, I don't know. I just thought that I could be one of those wives who find this out and just brush it under the rug and I'm fine and we'll we'll be better for it. And he'll change and... He doesn't and he won't and people change, but not that much because he never did change. And I did come to the point where I said, I don't want to be in this. And I realized I'm not one of those women who can do this. And I left, I left him. I didn't want to be with him. And he would still at 10 years in, tell me, you're not leaving me. You're not divorcing me. I would say, no, like we are, I if I have to go and get a legal separation, I will. And he said, no, we're not. And I don't think it was until I packed everything up, left him and served him with divorce papers that he realized she's fucking serious. And I started dating people and I started just living my life up in Minnesota, away from him. And I think he went kind of crazy because he always had me and he knew I was the one thing that would be here. And then I wasn't. And it was hard. And it was one of the hardest steps that I took, but one of the biggest steps that I took. I started going to school up here for teaching, I started um, dating Brent, who is now my husband, and he going into our relationship, uh, I was like a dog in a kennel that was abused, and you wanted to pet it, and it wanted to bite you, and that's how our relationship went until this to this day, I still tell him he's crazy for wanting to date me because. I was so broken and I didn't I just didn't know anything at that point and I didn't trust anybody. I didn't even trust myself. So I thought I was a good judge of character and look what happened. So I didn't judge or I didn't trust anybody. Um our relationship kind of grew and he was the first one to ever hold me accountable for the things that I say and the things that I do. So I used to say, uh, you know, I want to get help. I want to go to counseling. I need behavioral therapy. I need, and he would mention, you say you want to do it, do it. He was an advocate for me when I was not for myself. Um, There were times in that in-between before I left Arizona that Josh said he would change and things happened that to a person that should never happen to a person. He went crazy. He held guns to his head and demanded me to do to give him passwords for things and this was when him and I weren't together but he still wanted that control so he went to like so many lengths to get me to do things and I knew I needed to leave and so I did because I didn't care about me at that point it was the kids and I got into a place where I felt like I was so sad that me not being alive might be better for my kids. Maybe the memory of me would be better than this sadness that I feel right now. And I know people have very many different opinions about suicide and mental health, but I all I can say is that until you get to the darkest place or that ledge or... The moment that you plan or think, and it really only takes one more step, you can't judge somebody because it's an illness and it's a bitch and it will, it can kill you. So it's not anything to joke about. So we definitely. I definitely have been there and I felt that. And it's not even the fact that I don't love my kids. I felt like I love them too much to give them this version of me. Um, not knowing that I had the strength and I had the power to give them a complete different version of me. Which is the virgin, 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 what the hell, virgin? I am today, um, because if not for Brent, if not for all of the shit that we've been through and the things that he has pushed me to do and then in that gave me the confidence to have it for myself, um, I don't think I would be here. And I have to say that this life I have is pretty amazing. Um, I'm a teacher. I teach preschool in an elementary school for four and five-year-olds. And the families that I deal with, the kids that I deal with, I literally, the the coworkers I have, the places that I've been, I think about in all these little moments saying that if I made that choice, I never would have met A, B, or C. I never would have been here. I never would have impacted this life. And that's just to say that there's a bigger picture. And even though in the dark you can't see beyond the darkness, because it is so dark, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and that you are your biggest advocate. And that's why I do what I do, because one, as a child, I was not told as many, uh, like, at all, really, how to advocate for myself. Therefore, I teach other children how to advocate for themselves. And then I give them them the tools that it takes in, in order to um, be their best self, to know that they're worthy, to know that they're loved, to understand that if not for them, the world would be different, and then it wouldn't be as great and beautiful if they weren't here, because I've lived that, and I have seen it firsthand, so, um, I have found myself, uh, in this entire story, and, I'm not mad and I hold no anger. I'm disappointed that people I loved so much hurt me so bad, but I think there's a silver lining in everything and I think it's a long time. It takes a long time for you to um, find that silver lining. And so me now saying that there's a silver lining, if somebody's going through the same thing, but it just happened, there's not going to be that silver lining. It's you just have to take one step in front of the other because it doesn't come overnight and it comes just by pressing on and keep going because it feels like it's never going to end. But I promise you that there is something beautiful on the other side and it's you. It's you coming out different, stronger, and you did not break, you did not bend, and you did not give up. So just know that you are worth it, and you are worthy, because I didn't think I was, and now I could not even imagine my kids having to live without these lessons that I am able to give them, because I've been in behavioral therapy for five years, and I have rewired my coping mechanisms, and I have understood (laughs) Sorry for my lovely dogs. I have understood how to cope, how to handle stressful situations, and how to truly move forward in a positive, healthy way instead of not being able to cope and lashing out or using... Alcohol, honestly, I didn't do any other drugs because I have always been afraid of drugs, honestly. So I've tried random drugs, but not, I'm not a drug person. But I don't know, just different coping mechanisms in order to feel better. And, and whether that is disassociating with your life or not being able to give your all to someone um or your children, this, this therapy has really helped me learn how to be mindful, be in the moment, and understand that taking those steps are okay, taking those steps back are okay when you're overwhelmed, but it's given me the tools to rewire um, how I react to things and know that I am enough and I will always be enough, and if everybody is gone, I am still going to be enough. So I no longer allow life to run me. I run my own life and I am in control of my own life and it feels really good to be able to be on the other side of somebody who looked you in the eye and said if you're not with me you'll be nothing and to be able to look back at them and not say anything but all of my actions prove opposite of that and At that time, Josh stayed in Arizona. I moved back here. I started dating Brent when Kenzie was about one and Josh did not move back to Minnesota until she was three. So he moved from Arizona to Alabama and then not until she was three. So Brent really raised Kenzie with me for the first couple years um, of her life and her really, you know, while her every she was developing and growing and he got to see first of a lot of things from her and it just went to show that actions speak louder than words and really blood doesn't matter because you can be blood and not care and not be there. Uh, And you can literally have nothing, no, nothing in there and be everything and show by your actions how much you love, care, and support somebody. So I will never, ever, ever, ever agree with anybody who says blood is thicker than water because sure, it can be, but It means nothing to me. What you do matters. How you do it matters. You can go around this life hurting people. So my goal in life is to raise contributing members of society, raise happy, well-adjusted kids who can handle their emotions and that who care and that know, mean what you say and say what you mean and continue to touch the lives of families that I work with, kids that I work with, because I truly get invested in these kids because I am the cliche of be who you needed when you were older. And I don't want a kid to ever feel like they aren't important or to ever feel like somebody doesn't care. Because as long as I'm around, they'll know that somebody gives a shit. And that <laughs> is the end of that story. So there's way more drama in between, but that's the kind of top layer of it all. We can go into my red light, green lights for the week. Um, My red light, honestly, I don't have a red light. I'm excited for everything that's happening and just this week off and... Christmas is here and it's just a great time of year. My green light is that I am going to force my children to get movie theater popcorn at the movie theater with me and watch Elf because I've been meaning to sit down and do it and I have to do it. So does anybody else get movie theater popcorn at the movie theater but don't watch a movie at the movie theater? Is that a thing? That's what I do. I literally pick it up at the movie theater and bring it home and we sit on our couch and have it. So that is my red light green light. Um thank you for tuning in and listening to the story and it was a little bit intense but it's it's okay. So with that if you have any questions, comments uh, if you have a story that's similar, you can email us at sjmspod at gmail.com, sjmspod at Facebook, sjmspod on instagram and you can like review subscribe join our community because i think that it does it takes a community to hold people up when the world keeps pushing us down so sj or she's just my sister podcast on spotify apple anywhere that you listen to podcast so until next time i am the cute one again kaylee's just my sister (laughs) Bye.